Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption, a midweek coffee break podcast. Now, if you've been listening to The Whole House regularly and following our Facebook page, I'll just announce it on here, too, in case you didn't catch it there. We're only doing one podcast a week now, and it's this one, Positive Adoption. So um, I'm going to start something new as well. I'm going to read a little note that one of our listeners sent to me. So if you want to send a comment or an email or something and let us, let me know if this podcast is helping you. This is from Lauren Reynolds. She says, thank you so much for sharing your story with the world, with me, and in doing so, sharing his story and how it can weave into everyone's story. Thank you for holding out hope founded on truth. Getting to know you through the Whole House podcast and postings was and continues to be a real balm to my soul as our family pursues adopting. The stories and counsel have helped prepare and equip us. Thank you, Lauren Reynolds, for sending me that card. I've been keeping that on my desk to encourage myself whenever I'm feeling a little bit down about the podcast or writing or any of those sorts of things. So last week, I started a series on mistaken beliefs and goals in Kids from Hard Places. And I started with an intro, just kind of explaining what it means to have mistaken beliefs and goals. So if you missed that one, go back and listen to it. So it will help you catch up to where we are. Or you can just listen today. When parenting a hurt child, we must consider the child's mistaken goals and direct the child to new goals. We're going to talk about number one, which is constant attention. If you are listening and you're not a foster parent or an adoptive parent, the constant attention one is very common for every single child. Now, there used to be a phrase we used and maybe you've heard it before, is kids have an emotional tank and it has to be filled regularly. And if that emotional tank is not filled regularly, then they're going to be seeking for your constant attention. Any child is. So what you have to remember is we have to stop and take time to fill that emotional tank. The difference with a child who has had trauma from a hard place is it may seem as if you can't fill that emotional tank and they're going to continue to seek constant attention until they feel safe and they feel connected and they'll probably regress and then they'll go back. So if you're listening and you're like, wait a minute, all kids do that. Yes, they do. Now, what do we mean by filling the emotional tank? The thing is, every kid has a love language. Sometimes it's really hard to figure out when they're really little, but there's something that when you do that thing with them, 
They walk away feeling satisfied. They feel happy. They feel joyful. Even if they have a breakdown two minutes later, you filled that emotional tank. Maybe jumping on the trampoline with them, playing with Legos with them. Whatever it is, it means that you step out of your shell and whatever is in front of you, what is so important to you, whether it's your phone, your computer, the dishes, the laundry, whatever, that you set it aside and you say, I am going to intentionally engage and spend time with you. I hear a lot of parents say to me, you know, I just, you know what? I don't want to play with my kids. I really don't like to play with my kids. And that is tough. There are certain personalities that it's very difficult for you to engage on that level. But I would really super encourage you to find some way, something that you can connect with with your kiddos so that you can fill their emotional tank. Otherwise, there will be disconnection and then they will seek constant attention however they can get it. They will get it, whether it's negative attention or positive attention. Most kiddos, they don't care if they're going to get attention. And especially if a child has had trauma, they will continue to seek any kind of attention they can get because to them, it doesn't matter. It's not like they're being intentional. Let me just be really bad and see if I can get her really mad. I'm not saying that at all. We sometimes we give too much credit to thinking that our child is sitting in his room writing in his diary. What can I do to make mom mad today? Yes, some kids do have that, but most kids don't. They're just trying to engage in life and get attention and feel love and feel secure in whatever way they can. And if kids have had trauma, if you listen to last week, the ways that they got attention or didn't get attention could be very varied and different. So their neural pathways didn't connect the same way a child who has secure attachment would. So if they got attention for one thing one day and the next day they got smacked for the exact same thing, how do you think they're going? They're not going to know how to navigate. And they're always watching us to see how they should navigate the world. Even if you think a child isn't paying attention, they're paying attention. So what do you do if you've already said, okay, I spent some time with him and I knew his emotional tank was full and he's still seeking constant attention, then what do you do? There are some things that you can do to help your kiddo get away from that mistaken goal. So I'll start with just reading this from How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos. Unless you pay attention to me, I am nothing. I have a place only when you are busy with me. This is the unspoken belief many children from hard places live with. You can address their goal of constant attention by setting aside a specific time to do whatever your child desires, playing Legos, painting, going outside, etc., when you are busy with a task, say something like, I'm doing this right now, but in 10 minutes I can help you. If there's something that they can do to help, invite them to help you. For instance, like I said, if you're doing the laundry or loading the dishwasher 
Invite them to help you. Does that mean they're going to do it exactly like maybe a perfectionist mom would want it done? No, but that's okay. You're engaging in conversation while you do these things. My kids had so many conversations with me when they were doing things beside me, like putting dishes in the dishwasher or setting the table or folding the clothes. Okay, so even if the task takes longer for you to do with the child, the extra time you spend will be well worth it. The goal is connection. Just a word of caution to rewire the child's brain and thus change their goal. You must keep your word. Don't say you will play catch after the kitchen is clean if you don't intend to. Now, I remember a friend of mine, when she got a hold of this kind of concept, um, and her kid is has SPD, and she just followed through with this advice and, and said, you know what, I will go jump on the trampoline as soon as the dishwasher is loaded. And her kiddo just helped. Like He just started helping. And maybe your kiddo won't do that, but it's worth a try. And spend that time together. But you know what? Prove to your child over and over and over again that you will keep your word. That you will do the thing that you promised. And then you will begin to rewire their brain. I know it is so tempting to say, you know what? I'll I'll have that tea party with you tomorrow. And then not follow through. That is the wrong thing to do. Do it. Just do it. And, and yes, sometimes you're going to do it and you're going to be so exhausted. You're thinking, how can I even do this? But let me just go back to how we feel ourselves as adults. How do we feel if we don't get that emotional connection? I know sometimes I drive my husband crazy when he has worked a really long week and I basically haven't seen him for days and days on end. And then he has a day off and we're having coffee in the morning. And I just sound like Minnie Mouse because I'm like, well, blah, 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 and blah, blah, and this, and that, and this, and this happened, and this happened. Because I was missing that connection with him. Not because he was intentionally staying away from me, but because he's working. And if you think about a child, can they process that? Can they think, well, mom was at work or she had this thing at church Her dad was at work that, you know, when they get a little older, of course they can process that. But when they're little and they've had trauma, they can't process those things. And think about times that we are disappointed, like especially during the season. If we had a trip planned, if we were going to go do something with family, travel with them or do something and it gets canceled, we can sometimes feel overwhelmingly depressed And our kids can feel the same way about a tea party or jumping on the trampoline or playing with Legos or not getting to go to a birthday party. Those sorts of things are huge, huge to them. So if your child is stuck in that mistaken goal of constantly seeking attention, then try to fill their emotional tank. Take the time to put down your phone, set aside your work for a while, do whatever you need to do to engage with them and connect with them 
and smile with them and watch them laugh and watch them just enjoy themselves. It's just, it's, it really is life-giving, not only to them, but to us. We can be rewiring our brain at the same time. Some of us had trauma in our own past, and because of that, we didn't fully experience the joy of childhood. And we can do that now with our own kiddos. It can be walking on a trail and picking up every little thing and examining it and saying, what is this? What kind of leaf is this? And I've said this many times before. We uh, carry handbooks in our backpacks when we go hiking. Yes, you can look it up on your phone, but it's so much more fun to open the book and look for that wildflower or look for that mushroom or see what kind of moth that is. It's And it's just, those are connections. And so when you have made those connections and filled that emotional tank, then your kiddos are less likely, I'm not saying they won't, but they're less likely to stay stuck in that, mis- that mistaken goal of, unless you pay attention to me, I'm not valuable. And it's so, for teens too, It is so overwhelming for them now with social media. They are told over and over again, you are valuable if people like or heart or tweet or Snapchat or whatever, then you're valuable. But if nobody's paying attention to you or you put something out there and people tear you to bits then you're not valuable because they didn't like your opinion. And so they can get stuck in that mistaken goal. That if people on social media aren't paying attention to me, I'm not valuable. I'm not worth anything. And that is so sad. And we just need to limit that time for our kiddos. I know it's hard for teens But it's so unhealthy for them to get stuck on social media and stuck in that mistaken goal there. It can have devastating results for them. So I'm going to finish up for today. And thanks for joining me on Positive Adoption. And like I said, if you want to send me an email, a comment, how this podcast has helped you, I would really appreciate it. And I would love to read it on the podcast and let others be encouraged by what you have to say. And also, just as a little heads up, I started doing some webinars on the book, How to Have Peace While Your Kids Are in Chaos. And I've kind of not advertised it very much yet because I only want 10 people in each webinar. That way I actually have a chance to talk to all the moms and dads who participate. So just watch for that. If you haven't signed up to follow us by email on thewholehouse.org, go ahead and do that. That way you'll get an update when the webinar becomes public and you can sign up for it yourself. So again, thanks for joining me today. See you next week.
Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.